Volume three, chapter twenty of Gwenwin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. Gwenwin, a romance of the Y by Main Reed. Volume three, chapter twenty. A chapter diplomatic. Another day has dawned, another sun set upon Boulogne, and Major Mahon is again in his dining-room with Captain Rycroft, his sole guest. The cloth has been removed, the Major's favourite after-dinner beverage brought upon the table, and, with punches brewed and cigars set alight, they have commenced conversation upon the incidents of the day, those especially relating to Rycroft's business in Boulogne. The major has had another interview with his sister, a short one snatched while she was out with her school companions for afternoon promenade. It has added some further particulars to those they had already learnt, both about the English girl confined within the nunnery and the priest who conveyed her thither. That the latter was Father Rochier is placed beyond a doubt by a minute description of his person given to Miss Mahon well known to the individual who gave it to the nuns within that convent the man's name is familiar even to his baptismal appellation gregoire for although the major has pronounced all the sacerdotal fraternity alike in being black this particular member of it is of a shade deeper than common a circumstance of itself going a good way towards his identification even within that sacred precinct where he is admitted a taint attaches to him though what its nature the young lady has not yet been able to ascertain the information thus obtained tallies with the estimate of the priest's character already formed in correspondence too with the theory that he is capable of the crime captain ryecroft believes him to have abetted if not actually committed nor is it contradicted by the fact of his being a frequent visitor to the nunnery and a favourite with the administration thereof indeed an intimate friend of the abbess herself something more in a way accounting for all that the new novice is not the first agnaud d'angleterre he has brought over to boulogne and guided into that same fold more than one of them having ample means not only to provision themselves but a surplus for the support of the general sisterhood there is no word about any of these english lamps having been other than voluntary additions to the french flock but a whisper circulates within the convent walls that father rogier's latest contribution is a recusant and if she ever become a nun it will be a forced one that the thing is contre coeur in short she protests against it. Jack Wingate can well believe that, still under full conviction, that Sir Marie is Mary Morgan, and despite all its grotesque strangeness and wild improbability, Captain Rycroft has pretty nearly come to the same conclusion, while the Major, with less knowledge of antecedent circumstances, but more of nunneries, never much doubted it about the best way to get the girl out what's your idea mahon 
Rycroft asks the question in no careless or indifferent way, on the contrary, with a feeling earnestness, for although the daughter of the wise-eyed farmer is not to him, the wise waterman is, and he has determined on seeing the latter through, to the end of the mysterious affair. In difficulties Jack Wingate has stood by him, and he will stand by Jack, caught, qui caught. Besides, figuratively speaking, they are still in the same boat, for if Wingate's dead sweetheart, so strangely returned to life, can be also restored to liberty, the chances are she may be the very one wanted to throw light on the other, and, alas, surer death therefore captain ryecroft is not all unselfish in backing up his boatman nor as he puts the question being anxious about the answer we'll have to use strategy returns the major not immediately but after taking a grand gulp out of his tumbler and a vigorous draw at his regalia but why should we impatiently demands the captain if the girl have been forced in there and kept against her will which by all the probabilities she is surely she can be got out on demand being made by her friends that's just what isn't sure though the demand were made by her own mother with a father to back it you forget old fellow that you're in france not england but there's a british consul in boulogne Aye and a british foreign minister who gives that consul his instructions with some queer ideas besides neither creditable to himself nor his country i am speaking of that jaunty diplomat the judicious bottle-holder who is accustomed to cajole the british public with his blarney about civis romanus sum true but does that bear upon our affair it does almost directly in what way i do not comprehend because you are not up to what's passing over here i mean at headquarters the tuileries or st claude if you prefer it there the man if man he can be called is ruled by the woman she in her turn the devoted partisan of pio nono and the unprincipled antonelli i can understand all that still i don't quite see its application or how the english foreign minister can be interested in those you allude to i do but for him not one of the four worthies spoken of would be figuring as they are in all probability france would still be a republic instead of an empire wicked as the world ever saw and rome another republic it may be all italy with either massini or garibaldi at its head for certain as you sit there old boy it was the judicious bottle-holder who hoisted nap into an imperial throne over that presidential chair so ungratefully spurned scurvily kicked behind after it had served its purpose a fact of which the english people appear to be yet in purblind ignorance as they are of another equally notable and alike misunderstood that it was this same Civis Romanusum, who restored old Pio to his apostolic chair, those red-breeched ruffians, the Suaves, being but so much dust thrown into people's eyes, a bone to keep the British bulldog quiet. He would have growled then, and will yet, 
when he comes to understand all these transactions when the cloak of that scoundrelly diplomacy which screens them has rotted into shreds letting the light of true history shine upon them why mahon i never knew were such a politician much less such a radical nothing much of either old fellow only man who hates tyranny in every shape and form whether religious or political above all that which owes its existence to the cheapest the very shabbiest chicanery the world was ever bamboozled with i like open dealing in all things but are you not recommending it now in this little convent matter oh that's quite a different affair there are certain ends that justify certain means when the devil must be fought with his own weapons ours is of that kind and we must either use strategy or give the thing up altogether by open measures there wouldn't be the slightest chance of our getting this girl out of the convent's clutches even then we may fail but if successful it will only be by great craft some luck and possibly a good deal of time spent before we accomplish our purpose poor fellow rejoins ryecroft speaking of the wye waterman he won't like the idea of long waiting he's madly terribly impatient this afternoon as we were passing the convent i had a difficulty to restrain him from rushing up to its door ringing the bell and demanding an interview with the sir marie having his mary as he calls her restored to him on the instant it is well you succeeded in hindering that little bit of rashness had he done so it would have ended not only in the door being slammed in his face but another door shut behind his back that of a jail from which he would never have issued till embarking on a voyage to new caledonia or cayenne ay both of you might have been so served for would you believe it ryecroft that you an officer of the boasted h b r a rich and with powerful friends even you could be not only here imprisoned but deporté without any one who has interest in you being the wiser or if so having no power to prevent it france under no regime of napoleon le petit is not so very different from what it was under the rule of louis le grand and lettres de cachet are now rife as then nay more of them now written consigning men to a hundred bastilles instead of one never was a people so enslaved as these johnny crapauds are in this present time not only their speech fettered but their very thoughts held in bondage or so constrained they may not impart them to one another even intimate friends forbear exchanging confidences lest one prove false to the other nothing free but insincerity and sin both fostered and encouraged from that knowledge intuitive among tyrants that wickedness weakens a people making them easier to rule and ride over so my boy you perceive the necessity of our acting with caution in this business whatever trouble or time it may take don't you i do after all pursues the major it seems to me that time isn't of so much consequence as regards the girl they're not going to eat her up and for the other matters concerning yourself they'll keep too as you say 
the scents become cold and a few days more or less can't make any difference beside the trails we intend following may in the end all run into one i shouldn't be at all surprised if this captive damsel has come to the knowledge of something connected with the other affair faith that may be the very reason for their having her conveyed over here to be cooped up for the rest of her life in any case the fact of her abduction in such an odd outrageous way would of itself be damning collateral evidence against whoever has done it showing him or them good for anything so the first work on our hands as the surest is to get the waterman's sweetheart out of the convent and safe back to her home in harfordshire that's our course clearly but have you any thoughts as to how we should proceed i have more than thoughts hopes of success and sanguine ones good i'm glad to hear it upon what do you base them on that very near relative of mine sister kate as i've told you she's a pet of the lady superior admitted into the very arcana of the establishment and with such privilege if she can't find a way to communicate with anyone therein closeted she must have lost the mother wit born to her and brought thither from the brightest gem of the say i don't think she has or that it's been a bit blunted in boulogne instead somewhat sharpened by communion with these holy sisters and i've no fear but that it will be sharp enough to serve us in the little scheme i've in part sketched out let me hear it mahom kate must obtain an interview with the english girl or enough if she can slip a note into her hand that would go some way towards getting her out by giving her intimation that friends are near i see what you mean rejoins the captain pulling away at his cigar the other left to finish giving details of the plan he has been mentally projecting we'll have to do a little bit of burglary combined with abduction serve them out in their own coin as it were hoisting the priest on his own petard it will be difficult i fear of course it will and dangerous likely more the last than the first but it'll have to be done else we may drop the thing entirely never mahon no matter what the danger i for one am willing to risk it and we can reckon on jack wingate he'll be only too ready to rush into it ah there might be more danger through his rashness but it must be held in check after all i don't apprehend so much difficulty if things be dexterously managed fortunately there is a circumstance in our favour what is it a window ah where in the convent of course that which gives light not much of it either to the cloister where the girl is confined by a lucky chance my sister has learned the particular one and seen the window from the outside it looks over the grounds where the nuns take recreation now and then allowed intercourse with the schoolgirls she says it's high up but not higher than the top of the garden wall so a ladder that will enable us to scale the one should be long enough to reach the other i'm more dubious about the dimensions of the window itself kate describes it as only a small affair 
with an upright bar in the middle iron she believes wood or iron we may manage to remove that but if the Hertfordshire bacon has made your farmer's daughter too big to screw herself through the aperture then it'll be all up a tree with us however we must find out before making the attempt to extract her from what sister has told me i fancy we can see the window from the ramparts above if so we may make a distant measurement of it by guesswork now continues the major coming to his program of action what's got to be done first is that your y boatman write a billet doux to his old sweetheart in the terms i shall dictate to him then my sister must contrive in some way to put it in the girl's hands or see that she gets it and what after well nothing much after only that we must make preparations for the appointment the waterman will make in his epistle it may as well be written now may it not certainly i was just thinking of that the sooner the better shall i call him in do as you think proper mahon i trust everything to you the major rising rings a bell which brings murtagh to the dining-room door murt tell your guest in the kitchen we wish a word with him the face of the irish soldier vanishes from view soon after replaced by that of the welsh waterman step inside wingate says the captain which the other does and remains standing to hear what the word was wanted you can write jack can't you it is ryecroft who puts the inquiry well captain i ain't much o a penman but i can scribble a sort o rough hand after a fashion a fair enough hand for mary morgan to read it i dare say oh sir i only wish there were a chance o her getting a letter from me there is a chance i think we can promise that if you'll take this pen and put down what my friend major mahon dictates to you it will in all probability be in her hands ere long never was pen more eagerly laid hold of than that offered to jack wingate then sitting down to the table as directed he waits to be told what he is to write the major bent over him seems cogitating what it should be not so however instead he is occupied with an astronomical problem which is puzzling him for his solution he appeals to ryecroft asking how about the moon the moon yes which quarter is she in for the life of me i can't tell nor i rejoins the captain i never think of such a thing she's in her last puts in the boatman accustomed to take note of lunar changes it be an old moon now shining all the night when the sky ain't clouded you're right jack says ryecroft now i remember it is the old moon in which case adds the major we must wait for the new one we want darkness after midnight must have it else we cannot act let me see when will that be the day week promptly responds the waterman then she'll be going down most as soon as the sun's self that'll do says the major now to the pen squaring himself to the table and the sheet of paper spread before him wingate writes to dictation no words of love but what inspires him with a hope he may once more speak such 
in the ears of his beloved Mary. End of chapter 20 Read by Lars Rolander